you won't be able to climb up anything higher than a hospital bed. You know, I know Jim Cornette gets a lot of shit for his opinions of today's wrestling, but no, I thought I thought this promo was really fun. Because it's like, he kind of has a point. Scaffolding matches are pretty fucking terrifying. You know? He's, <laughs> no, yeah, it, he's just concerned about his dudes. And he's like, oh, Paul Erling, it's obvious he don't give a shit about what you're stupid idiots, but I care about mine. Like, he's yeah. got a point. Yeah, no, it, it shows the relationship that Cornette has with the Midnight Express, and then it also shows the danger of a scaffold match. You hit a lot of points and please a lot of masters in that one promo. And also it shows the fear that Cornette has for the match, and why wouldn't he, you know? Like, scaffold matches? Fuck that. Because <laughs> he's also the chicken shit heel. He's like, hey, I don't want to, I don't want that. And that's, uh, I think that helps make the, uh, the other side, uh, you know, seem more t- seem tougher. Yeah, tough, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's kind of why the Road Warriors segment <laughs> had them <laughs> just got to them working out at Gold's Gym. Yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta beating on each gotta, other. You gotta show the process. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta see how the sausage is made. You they, know? they didn't roll out of bed and look that big on accident. I'll tell you oh. why. <laughs> Oh shit, I'm you. Out of nowhere. It's like Spider Man. Hello, folks. Welcome to another rendition of the Spotter Pod, Spot 94. Today, we are covering WCW, classic WCW, might I add, as in JCP NWA. Uh, WCW, October 25th, 1986. Mm. Last time we covered UHF. Do you have any lingering thoughts? Uh, no, uh, but I will say we are. Uh, going to see Weird Al live next month. Oh wow! Me and me and our normal family we're gonna go to what San Diego. Oh cool, Set cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see him live. UHF, uh, go fucking watch it. <laughs> what uh, <laughs> what seats did you get? Uh, pretty good actually. It wasn't that expensive, you know. He's gonna that's good. This is like under under a hundred. I think that's good for like oh, that's that's pretty good for concert tickets. Yeah, under a hundred total. Oh, no. Okay, 100 Preach, each. But, uh, I was about to say, 100 got... total? I was like, damn. <laughs> you're, watching the, you're watching it outside? Or? <laughs> <laughs> poking, uh, poking our heads and saying, what's going on? But I uh, don't know. Very, very excited to see him. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, go, go watch his movie. It's pretty good. But let's, uh, let's start on today's spot. WCW, October 25th, 1986. Uh, uh, actually, I, I kind of want to ask, like, what made you want to go back and watch... You know, another, this specific, specific episode one or the WCW back in the day in general, you know, because honestly, I'm sure most, most modern people, wrestling fans, like I kind of forgot that there was a WCW before Nitro. Yeah. That they had this yeah. season. Like, oh yeah. You know, this era see, of WCW. Because you see a lot of the classic like promos, you know, you see the, the, with the gray background. Right, right. Like, oh, and that's then just the TV from. behind. And then, then screaming, Rick screaming Flair. women who are just... If you wanna, for... if you wanna join Space Mountain and become a Space Mountainette, hit me up at the Hyatt after the show, ladies. That was not a good impression, folks. <laughs> not a good impression. But that's basically the gist of what was being said. But the reason why I wanted to cover this, well, a, you know, I, I enjoy watching this kind of wrestling, right? B, like, very rarely have I sat through, like, just gone out of my way, rather watch an old episode of wcw but when i learned it was only like 35 minutes you know like that's a quick yeah. just sit down and we could talk about it in a podcast like immediately right after right yeah. it's not like watching a two-hour movie and <laughs> or two hour or three hour uh or playing um, sonic playing sonic for six hours and then we die and, <laughs> and then have to come back up, play six hours the, the and then corrupts and yep and then, then we have to go from there 
No, I mean, it was a quicker deal, but also, like, uh, I'm a big fan of the Arn, well, Arn Anderson in general, but also the uh, Arn Anderson podcast, right? And uh, they were talking about this specific, uh, this month in wrestling, uh-huh. and how Dusty says, make it good. And, you know, some people think they know more than they do, and they're like, oh, you see that? You know, Dusty's, like, directing in the middle of the uh, of the segment, right? But... You know, I think another way to interpret Dusty Rhodes saying make it good as he's getting his ass beat is like, and I think uh, he was referring to a movie, he being Dusty at the time, but you better make this ass beating look good because I'm going to come back for you even harder, you know, type of deal. So that's why I just really wanted to watch it. I didn't know anything else about whatever segments were going on in this show, but I'm glad we watched it because I think the benefit of having a short show, actually, let me put it like this. Uh, You know how WWE has like, slam or whatever yeah, uh, smaller shows, shows yeah. right yeah yeah those are meant to be short but you know you'll have like maybe two three segments tops yeah. but it's like a similar time frame like hour block compared to this but uh unlike them and i think maybe it's a sign of the times but for uh this episode of wcw and also a lot of them this year they really focus on like packing as much content as they can in their hour block 35-minute runtime, according to Peacock, but I, I think it's, like, faster pace. It's something different as opposed to seeing, like, your two or three segments. So I think it's, like, a breath of fresh air for me personally. Oh, yeah, I, I always felt the same way. Uh, I've never watched a single episode of WCW anything. I've just watched uh, the, pro, the yeah, pay-per-views for whatever spot, Whatever so. we're doing here, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, I usually enjoy them. But like, no, who knows? Think... Maybe we'd feel different if we were living in the 80s and we were watching this. Maybe we'd want to feel... Or see something a little different. And they did change things in their programming. Like, whenever the time was right, from what I understand. But, no, I think seeing just like... Because, let me, let me just do a rough count. There's like maybe at least <laughs> 10 segments, right? Yeah. A 10 segments in an hour show. Like, that's actually kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, that's it's very... And it's not even like a full hour running time. It's like 35 minutes yeah. of screen time. The rest of it's obviously commercials. So, trying to pack 10 segments into that, like, wow. Some might say it's too much, but I think how they do it, or rather, they had enough skill to do it, to do it properly. Well, I think there was enough variety here, too. I will say, though, I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. I think it would have been better to end with the horseman angle. Definitely. Because I feel like that's the most interesting that's part not, of the show, the right? As opposed to... Like, don't get me wrong, I do want to see the hair versus hair match, like, tag team match is what yeah, it's sure, supposed yeah. to be, right? But I, I'm interested in it, but I'm even more interested in the horseman. <laughs> Uh, angle because you know the, they did some world star shit jumping uh dusty <laughs> in the parking lot right like how can i not be interested I mean, no because because i don't know if they probably didn't they didn't have this when it actually aired but at least this edition of it opened with a little snippet yeah of the yeah thing. i think i think the other shows open with something to to tease the show okay. but but like that's i mean obviously that's what people want to see yeah so like but, why not just leave it to the end especially on like an hour segmented show like you can make people wait yeah. make them wait they want to wait they, they may not think they want to, but they do. But All right, let's get into the show. We start off with a Brad Armstrong promo. Uh, I don't remember what he said. <laughs> not, not at all. I think it was just one of the uh, regular uh, babyface promos talking about the... Because he was putting over how him and his tag partner are getting ready for Starcade in their match. So it did what it needed to do. But it was, um, it was Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner versus Bill Tab and... Brody Chase. A lot of the matches on this card are quick matches. Uh, I mean, pretty much all of them. 
Yeah, actually, all of them are. It's it's basically your your main feature stars versus underneath guys, which is fine, right? Uh, I think the key to this particular match that I enjoyed was the babyface team, aka Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner. They're doing a lot of quick tags. You know, they didn't do nothing. They weren't doing like nothing insane, like pile drivers oh, to yeah. the guys, right? <laughs> but it's like good chain wrestling. You know, like. Tag in, get a headlock takeover, take him over the corner, tag out, another headlock takeover. Or maybe uh, Tim Horner grabs an arm, so-and-so. But I think it shows just the uh, cohesion between uh, the tag team. And also, they put away the other team uh, fairly quickly. So, puts over the cohesion and then just their wrestling acumen. Oh, something I do want to point out. Uh, their finishers, their finishing maneuver that they used in this match was kind of cool. Like, I think... God, they were the same trunks. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to just take a guess here. But I think uh, Tim Horner hit, hits uh, his opponent with the atomic drop. And then Brad Armstrong comes in with a Russian leg sweep to finish. I thought that's actually kind of a cool combo. Oh, yeah. Well, always like, nice to see uh, some clean tag team offense. Yeah. yeah that's, that's another thing, right? It was, like, clean offense, mm-hmm. you know. They didn't have to necessarily take the low road and why would they right they weren't quote-unquote in danger so why would they take the low road but not that they would because you know they're the heroes of of this match Mm. but let's moving on to the jimmy valiant uh hair versus hair promo any thoughts on jimmy on the boogie woogie man like like they're getting over okay this hair versus hair usually usually uh the hair that is uh in question in question is usually the hair of the participants yeah for some reason yeah, neither of the participants' hair is actually right, on the line, right? Because it's either Jimmy Valiant's mom's hair, yeah, or the hair of uh, Paul, Paul, Jones. Paul Jones, who is not the wrestler. But... He is uh, managing the team, right? Yeah. So if I, under- if, I if we understand this angle correctly, be, become a bald geek as they both <laughs> both sides use that term. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, watching this back, and you know, I, I'm gonna be honest, I actually haven't watched wrestling since I don't even know Mania. Probably the last time was. Oh, Mania, okay, fair. I watched Mania. That fair, was, fair, it, was, fair. it was a fun match, but, like, no, I think, you know, watching, you know, just, just, just this big, big, hairy, sweaty guy just shouting. Yeah. It's, it's, it, yeah, as you said before, this is very different from, like, modern wrestling or even wrestling from, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. No, a lot of wrestling nowadays, it's more like, almost like movie stars or, like, quote-unquote pretty people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you want to see on TV. And we know why not, yeah, right? Because well, it makes you want to tune in. It, it's, but... it's, it's different, and I'm not necessarily, you know, better, but, you know, it's, it's something different. We can enjoy, you can Breath enjoy of fresh multiple. air, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said, so. I mean, I didn't understand fully exactly what he said, <laughs> but you know what? I believe. <laughs> I, I don't know what hey, he said. You got the main things from it, right? Hey, Someone's going to lose their hair so, somehow. Hey, he's confident. The other guys are confident. Oh, you know, I want to see the match. Why not? He bet his mama's hair. That's how much he believes that's in himself. Oh, man. That just reminded me. I remember this was like in elementary school. and You had a hair versus hair match? No, I did not have a hair versus hair match. That's but sad. I just remember hearing... Oh, one of the girls in the class say something about like I swear on my mother's grave, and our our teacher was so offended. Like, why would you say that? I mean, honestly, you probably shouldn't be saying that. You probably should be saying they that. Probably saw like, that on a TV show. Yeah, or something. it was yeah. like I just remember like like she she was so shocked that this girl said that. Like, <laughs> she was awestruck. All right, here we go. Uh this next segment, you know, I don't know what Jimmy Garvin's match was meant to be in Starcade '86, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if like. This particular segment boosted whatever would happen in Star Kitties. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of felt more like it was there to fill the time. Yeah, a little bit. So it was Jimmy Garvin versus, you know, oh, John Savage. John Savage. 
Right. Uh, Garmin's gear is cool, right? And he puts, oh, yeah. I, it was pretty uh, Especially because, like, for the cameras at the time, you get that lens flare with mm-hmm. Garvin's uh, flashy attire. And, you know, you get, of course, comes out with the pretty manager, Precious, right? So he's got to get a smooch from her before the match. Oh, yeah. And then he, you know, gives Savage a brain buster to finish him. I don't know what he called it, though. I, I think I missed what they called it on mm-hmm. commentary. That, that that it was a thing that occurred on the on the show. It was a yeah, not really much to say. Like it's too short to really like be more impactful. I mean, but... he beat him real quick. I guess that was impressive. No, that's I, I yeah. guess you're right. I guess you're right. It puts Jimmy Garvin over. I guess it's just a lot of the other angles on the show. It kind of like hypes up what's what they're gonna be doing. Yeah, it's Arcade '86, right? But for the Garvin match, I'm like, it just doesn't seem like there's much direction for what's gonna happen afterwards. They didn't say if he, does he have a match at Starcade? I mean, I'm, probably, assu- I'm assuming he does. Like, they didn't. I don't yeah. remember the mention. And I'm not like, please don't mistake this as I'm trying to dunk on like Garvin. I just felt like the segment itself was not oh, as yeah. meaningful it's, it's, as it could have yeah, been. It's not. It's, it's not his. Uh, it's not the problem. It's like they didn't have enough uh, set dressing around it. I think, yeah, I think I think really so. Give context to like, okay, well, you know, so yeah. All right. All right. So we have a little. Promo segment about so for those of you who didn't know, Magnum TA, big uh big star in WCW. Unfortunately, he has a motorcycle accident that's gonna, from what I understand, put an end to his. Yeah, I think it puts an end to his. Career. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he wrestles again, right? Yeah, um, yeah, because I think he's one of those. Uh, if you go into history books, one of the biggest what ifs. I think. Oh yeah, because I think Cause, like he was he's penciled in like. People are betting him to be like a big to, star. Yeah, to become the champion. I mean, he was I he think, was gonna right? tag team with Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, he's right? gonna tag so. with Dusty Rhodes. I think, uh, you know, I, I think it'd be fair to say there was probably a shot for him to become a world heavyweight championship, right? But mm-hmm. it, it's just a what if, you know. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting because, like, of of the few things I know about like old WCW, like Magnum TA, like I was aware uh, of, of like of him and circumstances so it was pretty right. interesting to see uh, jim how crockett, they're handling it in in real time yeah jim crockett put the ad for like where to send their mail for uh magnum ta yeah. for the hospital you know i'm sure a lot of, a lot of fans were like really disappointed you know so that's, uh, that's yeah, nice not even just like, for the angle but for the man himself, for himself. you know right yeah, for the, for the sign of the angle. Right. Right. all right it's going into the control center for arcade so so you know it's the control center because they're on the oh yeah we didn't because they're on the moon we didn't mention the the, the the motion graphics in the intro for the show is like <laughs> you have the earth space spinning in the back because it's world championship yeah, wrestling yeah because it's world championship wrestling you have to see the world to provide the scale that this wrestling is occurring <laughs> on and if you pay attention to the studio they have flags from all over the country oh yeah yeah, yeah. All I, the I countries. pointed that out yeah, yeah. All, every single country I'm sure gives it <laughs> sure. But it gives it a more international feel, you know. Yeah, why not? Granted, I don't think a lot of the wrestlers were. Oh, I'm sure most of them were from. I don't even know if the. I don't. Th- I think majority of them were probably even. From, I would dare say from the south part of America. Sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, for you know, supposed to be international wrestling, like, wow, the international. Uh, what's it called? International limitations is just you know Southern America, <laughs> not even the majority of America, but who's to say? Okay, yeah, but and, and as you mentioned before, before they got into the control center, the Starcade '86, they went through uh, the previous Starcades and how each of them had like kind of a I won't say a gimmick, but just like you know a headline, tagline, headline. yeah, tagline. No, I actually like. I kind of wish 
Maybe Mania could like do that, you know, because I think they even just call it. They stopped even numbering them at some point. They just call them WrestleMania. It's just, I was just. It just makes me think of like. Now it's just the same every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at least when you have like the Starcade, like this kind of like a running theme, right? Eighty-three Flair for the gold. Eighty-four Million Dollar Challenge. Yeah, it gives them a little more flavor. Eighty-five yeah. uh, The Gathering. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know what that means. I, <laughs> it was like Christmas lettering or something. It must have been during Christmas. Yeah. Gathering of the Stars. I don't know. Eighty six. The, the Skywalkers. Oh, Maybe Dusty Star Star Wars. I don't He's know. Like, oh shit! This is a good idea. <laughs> I don't know why it's called the Skywalkers. I mean, to I be honest. Um, was it War Games was inspired? Wasn't War Games inspired by like the second Mad Max movie? I, I can believe that. I think I remember hearing that. I can believe that. Or like just in a cage. Dusty was a film buff, from what I. That what makes I sense. Gather. That makes sense. You know, John John Wayne. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The John Wayne uh, character. Mm. Okay. Uh, and then we get into the other uh, Road Warriors slash uh, Legion of Doom. Not sure. I, I could have sworn, yeah, one of those names was... Their WWF name. But uh, they called them... I think they called used both names. Yeah, they did use both. These, but uh, it opens with them in the gym. <laughs> Just Dude, honestly, <laughs> one of my favorite... One of my, my favorite segments I've seen was, in a that while. Was, that was my favorite segment of the whole thing. It just got like they don't even have their face. Uh, Hawk and Animal don't have their face paint on, but they're just working out yeah. at the gym. And then they cut the promo with the face paint on. So. I, I I just remember I can't remember which one did it. I think it, maybe it was Hawk's. <laughs> no no no! I think it was Animal like, to Hawk. I don't know. It, it was kind of hard to tell, but yeah. he just clubs him in the back right before he does his deadlifts. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, this is such a meathead segment. I love no. it. They're just working yeah. out, looking jacked. Yeah, hey, they're just guys being dudes. You know? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like, if you saw those motherfuckers in the gym, you know people would try to talk to them, right? And then it just cuts to them in their face paint, you know, cutting their promo. What were, I think they were just uh, talking about the scaffold match. Yeah, it was right? kind of weird because they had that promo and then they cut to another the, promo. a different promo. With, uh, let's talk about the scaffold match with uh, With Paul Ellering yeah. featured in both, right? Yeah, and then the scaffolding part also was pretty excellent, honestly. <laughs> no, it's... You know, I think, I, I think Ophi... He over here said it best. We didn't even do our intros. It's too early in the morning. Oh, but, um, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Excellence. Yeah, uh, yeah, surprise, yeah. surprise. But um, the I, I thought you pointed out best is like the Road Warriors are so excited for the match. They're not even going to wait yeah, they're not gonna for wait. the match to climb the scaffold. So in this promo, you see them climb up the scaffold with mics attached because you can hear them properly. Yeah. And they have pumpkins labeled as the Midnight Express members. Like you clearly see bobby on one of them i couldn't read the other pumpkin as well but not that it matters they toss them off the uh what's it called off the scaffolds i kind of hated the slow-mo oh no that was that was shit that yeah was like for time. that 80s slow-mo was not good but i mean just the concept of it and then seeing it shatter at the end you know is yeah. uh what's the word gratifying yeah and i think i think that also gets over what we're saying about how jim Cornette is like super scared and contrasting that with uh, how Paul uh, Ellering is just like, ah, oh, these guys like, can they handle don't give it. A shit. They can do it. They're crazy. Toss them into the fire. So uh, yeah, good, good, uh, good dichotomy. Good thing. <laughs> Said it for the first time in probably a while. Hopefully. <laughs> That's your pro wrestling card, man. Oh. It says, uh, "What's your finishing maneuver?" The dichotomy. Oh yeah, the dichotomy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, More control center stuff. And then we get the probably the the meat and potatoes of what most people would know this episode for is here. The dusty beat up, following him in his car into the parking lot. No, it's uh, so 
the uh, the direction of, of this segment, particular segment, is that it's found footage, or rather, the horseman paid whatever whatever guy to sit in their car and then watch them jump uh, dusty roads. So it really has like. You know, if you ever see those world star videos of just random fights in the parking lot, this is basically what it is. You know, they follow Dusty Road. Like, you got Ole and Arn in car one. In car two, you have JJ and Tully. Tully, who has, uh, you know, he has the crutches and stuff. So he doesn't necessarily assist with the beating, but. He's there for moral support. Right? They're from. Because, <laughs> you know, when you're, all, when, you, when you're already beating up three, uh, five or whatever. Three on one, you know, what you more need, do you really need? You need, you need all the help you can get. And like uh like Arn Anderson said, you know, he ain't exactly a pygmy. So <laughs> Yeah, you have a lot of men beating up Dusty Rhodes. What is a pygmy? It's like a small person. Oh, it's a person? Yeah. Wow. I feel like that might be a bit an offensive term. Probably. But, oh well. Um, <laughs> I said that without knowing that. Oh well. Sorry folks. Uh, I apologize we'll be, we'll be fine. for absolutely nothing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. But uh <laughs> What I'm trying to make is you have these uh, three grown men jumping dusty roads in the parking lot. They tie him to a truck. Uh, I don't know if WCW censored him getting hit with the bat or if WWE in post buying the library censored. Uh, yeah, I would, I would wait. I would lean towards uh, the latter. Yeah, the latter. Because yeah. you know, back in the day, you know, that, that's what you want to see. You want to <laughs> see the fun. You know, but they beat Dusty's ass in the parking lot in like, I mean, what, a two, three minute video. Was very, and, you had to yeah. watch them stalking Dusty, like in the car. Yeah, it's, it's good old, good old heel, good old heel work. You know, they're jumping him when he's uh he's not uh expecting it, expecting it in a parking lot in of all things. Yeah, no, I think it adds like you could hear Arn and Conrad Thompson talk about it on the Arn podcast. Uh, I think it's titled <laughs> "Better Make It Good" or "Make It Good" based off the Dusty line, uh, October. 1986 but they put over like and and rightfully so what a big angle it was and they'll probably put more nuance on it than we will but i do want to say like something they mentioned and i agree with is like it adds to that realism yeah yeah, i was about to say like back in the day before cave was shattered like if you're seeing this as a fan you're like fucking jesus christ what are they doing and they're not doing doing the dust they're not doing no leapfrogs they're not doing no (laughs) drop downs right they're just like they're just beating them up they're whacking the shit out of dusty with a baseball bat right they're tying them to a car and making them look disheveled because they're beating the crap out of them i mean this is the kind of stuff that makes old grandmas want to murder you <laughs> That's true. Hey, Arn got hit by an old lady stick, yeah. apparently. So, and you know, Oli got stabbed twice. Because <laughs> it's like you know, Oli Anderson got <laughs> stabbed once cutting a promo. I don't care who you are. I, I already told you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got he, he cut that promo again, and what happened? <laughs> Get stabbed a second it's time. Like, hey, you know, that's. Uh, I love Oli Anderson, dude. Fucking so love Oli so Anderson. <laughs> but yo, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, so they're not wearing their wrestling gear, right? Yeah, they're in their street clothes. Yeah, yeah. It's in the parking lot. They have an amateur cameraman. It really... Oh, yeah, the shaky cam. Yeah, yeah, the shaky cam and the cut video. Like, I think uh, Wrestling Today will try to replicate it, but then it's too high production, it's, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, you have, like, all the angles. You have all the cameramen. It's, in the, it's in the use, perfect spot. Everyone's wearing cam- their gear. Maybe you gotta use a uh, camera from, like, 2001. Or, or at least use, like, someone's phone, right? <laughs> so it has that world star vibe. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh, live streaming this bullshit. You know, Drew McIntyre. Stabbed. Which, hey, I mean, people live stream. 
Yeah, ass lots beatings, of things right. that are yeah. not. Probably not great. Probably, Probably not great. shouldn't be, but you know, that's 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 no, so, so that's realism. I, I want to add the commentary that not even just for its time, I think even like as we are appreciating it today, I, you could see this angle and uh, what's it called? Appreciate the realism mm-hmm. in it. And I think uh, that's something people can draw from today. Yeah, probably good wallpaper. Yeah, it's wallpaper. an animated wallpaper. Yeah. Animated water type. Yeah. All right, let's cut to Jim Cornette's pro. You, know, oh, you, you, don't want, you don't want to talk about uh, the Dusty. The, oh, my the bad. Match I went guy. too far down. Yeah, go ahead, please. Or, yeah, Dust, uh, Dusty is like, they were like, oh, uh, Magnum TA was supposed to be Dusty's uh, partner for this tag team match. Oh, yeah, yeah. And to add more context, the reason why they jumped Dusty's ass is like, if Dusty wants to be on Starcade, oh. he has to do a tag team uh, cage match mm-hmm. against the Horsemen. Uh, and it was meant to be Oli and JJ. But to prevent, you know, Dusty from having a partner or, you know, participating, the Horsemen jumped the shit out of him. Yeah. Or actually, I think the original plan is they jump Dusty and then Magnum's supposed to slide in and it's supposed to be his time to shine. Oh, but unfortunately, the accident. So they had to, like, pivot. Had and... to pivot to uh, Nikita Koloff. Yes, yes. Who is certainly Russian and not from <laughs> America. I checked. Don't worry, I checked. <laughs> yeah, I did the research, folks. <laughs> I'll have the sources in the description. <laughs> yeah, because we always do that. <laughs> I did it the one time. You asked me to do. That's good. That, I'm glad. Uh, but yeah, a quick little uh, cage match. So uh, when they do the recording of it, like, I don't know. I think this is a moment where they actually could have benefited from better production because you can't understand what Flair is saying, and they censor what he's saying. I'm like, <laughs> well, he seems mad. He's a bad guy, you know? He seems upset that Nikita's, you know, being the shit out of them. Which, I guess, you know, the, the flip side of that is the crowd was just so loud, it, you yeah. know? So you could see it, like, that way, but, you know. But, God, just something to, you know. Give cause, like, like oh, we're just, we're just shouting, those dudes shouting at each other. Yelling watermelon, I guess. Oh, you ever hear that? Like, if you don't know what the lyrics to a song are and you're lip syncing, just say watermelon. like. And it might match. I feel like, maybe. <laughs> but uh after that cuts to a dusty roads promo uh you know the main gist i get from it is and, and you know like i think good promos are the ones that you feel the authenticity or the realism in mm-hmm. at least that's what uh dr tom is saying that I, makes think, sense. I have to agree with that right yeah. i have to agree with that but you know dusty's like putting his heart out to uh magnum ta and you know you know that's real right like everyone's yeah. feeling for magnum ta especially dusty right and then uh, he talks about how <laughs> I think my, uh, something that kind of made me chuckle was that allegedly Nikita called Dusty over the night and they talked for hours what, on the phone. What was I, the onus of that? Like, was it like, was he like, why, why did Nikita well, call? Nikita call? saw Magnum was in an accident. Okay, I guess so. According to the storyline, and it made him want to call Dusty to check in, I guess. Then, but <laughs> just the line of Dusty saying they talked for hours. Talked for hours. Like, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought. The the narrative was that Nikita doesn't speak maybe, English. Maybe he was so worried that he learned English, or maybe he learned over time oh, yeah. at least. Probably. I mean, yeah. So just just the idea that this person that doesn't know English that well spoke to the phone for you for hours yeah, just made me chuckle. But then it cuts to Nikita, you know, accented English, uh, raspy accented English, accented English, talking about uh. Magnum TA right after Dusty. Yeah, I think uh, looking very imposing. Yeah, and as as I pointed out, very Russian, 
Uh, he had an accent, so he must be foreign. Therefore, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I did buy into the because, like, it wasn't even just the way you would say things, but also like the grammar. Yeah, the, the grammar was like. Yeah, the grammar mannerisms were indicative of someone with an accent where English isn't yeah. the first language. So I was like, you know, I could believe her. I'm not savvy enough to. If I saw this as a child or saw this when I was growing up, yeah, I would that, probably, yeah, I would buy it. Be like, hey, you know. Yeah, maybe he is no, Russian. Probably. How do you learn English so fast? I don't know. Hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And getting on to the second to last match. Minnesota Wrecking Crew versus Randy that, Barber. That did not start Davis. at the beginning. Yeah, I didn't we, even. We, we you just, just had, cut uh, it to the ass we, we, we just had Tony Giovanni and uh, the other guy. I forget his name. Davy Crockett. Oh, is it? That's David Crockett. Oh, yeah. wow, okay. That's uh, Jimmy's brother. Oh, okay. So they, they were just talking about uh, uh, what happened, talking about the Dusty Nikita Kolov while this match is happening. And as you, as you pointed out, we, we can hear the crowd. You can clearly hear there's a match going on. <laughs> they're, just, they're just talking about But for uh, some reason... Big, talking about the big angle that maybe which I get, with. Which, look, look. You know? The main prerogative of, of these shows, and I think from a lot of wrestling back then, was to advertise for the live shows and to advertise for your big yeah. upcoming pay-per-view. So, like, that is what they're, Tony and Davey are doing here, right? Is they're putting yeah, over sense, the yeah. Starcade match. But also, it's like, I feel like it's distracting, because you can clearly hear yeah. there's something going on in the ring, and it makes you want... It made me not want to pay attention to what they're saying. Yeah, it just may, made may, me want maybe, them to cut them to the ring. Maybe if they had that conversation not Before? in the... Yeah, or in a different room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little distracting, but yeah, uh, basically. So it just cuts the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, it, or rather it cuts the Oli just beating the shit out of the other yeah. team. Uh, so in contrast to the uh, opening team with Tim Horner and uh, Brad Armstrong, instead of, you know, they do quick tags because they are a cohesive tag team, right? But instead of doing like good old... Uh, Chain wrestling, they're just beating the piss out of this mm. dude. They're punching the shit out of him, you know, and then it just ends with Ole slapping on the good old shoulder breaker to win the match. So I think it, it, show, it provides a good contrast between Ooh. the two teams. Even though they're not com- necessarily competing, it's like distinct as in... Yeah, yeah that, that, that consistency within... Like, it's not like watching two... It's not like watching two tag teams that are the same, but they just have different skin. Uh, like, you know in games when you have skins? yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not like a different uh, costume. It's just no, they wrestle yeah, differently. They're different. Yeah, that makes sense. Built differently, they wrestle differently, but still, you have that uh, common theme of like tagging in, tagging out, because you know they're a cohesive tag. Yeah. Uh, going on. And then we got the uh, the Jim Cornette promo. That's uh, a good that promo. We mentioned at the beginning and how he's worried about the scaffolding match and how like why 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 are we doing this? This yeah, is so dangerous. Yeah. What the fuck, uh, Jim Crockett? Yeah. Blah blah blah. <laughs> You know, I'm pretty sure we basically got through most of what we wanted to say at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, dude. All right. Listen to Jim Cornette talk on promos. Like, you had to observe. Like, let's just ignore all the other stuff that he says. Like, if you just focus on, like, for just for a moment. Just focus on, like, his wrestling stuff that he puts out. You could tell he's a smart guy yeah. when he cuts his promos because they're coherent. He talks fast. But also, like, he'll p- put in those quick lines of, the you won't be able to climb up anything higher than a hospital bed no, honestly yeah like that that's really witty right like yeah. especially because it's in reference to climbing a scaffold and i think out of every promo on this show he was he was so clear yes and the way he talked like it, it's 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 so good you know which you know when back in the day when everyone's just kind of shouting at the mic like 
Who was he accompanied with? That was kind of confusing. no idea. Okay, they didn't even like give him a, a title card. It didn't no, say like, I, like it didn't even say Jim, Jim Cornette, Cornette with with his bodyguard. Like I was a little confused. Uh, I don't know. That's our fault, folks. We didn't do our due diligence on that. I mean, I don't even know where to look that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. Let's move on to the our last segment. Rick Rude and the Raging Bull versus Alan Martin and Tony Bell. Uh, Rick Rude. Look at, <laughs> Looking like Rick Rude. Fucking, oh my god, so jacked. It's a lot of mullets in this match, too. Oh yeah, I mean, hey, that was, that was acceptable in the 80s, you know? Hey, they're, they're on the comeback. <laughs> oh god, they they're are. On, they're on the comeback. Oh boy. Well, watch out for the Jeffrey Excellence mullet in oh, 2023. I dare you. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I won't. <sighs> but, um, I thought actually something cool that, uh, there's actually a lot of tag matches, but I'll get on that for a second in like the overall direction of the show. But there's a cool spot where Rick Rick Rude does a leapfrog, and then Raging Bull comes in with a big clothesline for the uh for near the finish. And then this is before Rick Rude was uh in WWF, right? Yeah. So this is before he does like hit. So this Rick Rude's WCW uh Rude Awakening wasn't a neck break the the hip swivel neckbreaker but rather it was the uh ddt which hey you know the dt is a devastating move right and it looks brutal too but uh no basically just more of the same just feature team being the piss out of underneath team yeah i guess an interesting thing about me i guess to to show my ignorance i just kind of assumed the ddt was invented by jake the snake i'm like i think it is no i think it is okay i think this i think that is before this Oh, okay. Yeah. Jake well, I guess, inventing the DDT. I guess it's like, I don't know when when exactly that whatever happened. I think, well, if I remember correctly, I think he invented the move on accident because I think oh. he had someone in a front headlock and fell over. <laughs> but then it looked brutal, so I think he just pinned him. Hey, it's a hell of an accident. <laughs> and I think that, from what I remember, the, the significance of the move is really put over when he wrestles, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh my god, Ricky Steamboat, mm, okay. and he gives him a DDT on the outside, and Ricky, for, for, <laughs> Ricky hits his fucking head straight on the floor and gets a huge ass welt, knocks Jeez. him out. But yeah, okay. that that's before this. I'm pretty okay, sure. Okay, okay. Well, still, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not saying I'm a wrestling historian. Oh, I'm. Uh, I am not a good one either. Uh, but yeah. Uh, show ends. Closing promo. Paul Jones. Uh, <laughs> seems like he kind of got lost for a little bit at some point. Just talking. I think the thing that got me is that he literally said the same insult that uh, Jimmy Valiant said at the beginning. Bald-headed nerd. It's like, oh, a bald-headed uh, geek. You're, you're, I'm gonna be the bald-headed geek. Oh no, no, mom, your mama's your mom, gonna be the bald-headed. Like, geek. Oh, this is whatever, man. <laughs> and then uh, Rage and Bull and uh, Rick Rude also cut their own promos. Uh, some terms you probably shouldn't repeat. Oh, probably. I don't know. So. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean. It's not that there was anything. I just thought it was a strange to end with this specific pro, uh, segment. Like, I, I feel like you want to end the show with like your most interesting angle, and I feel like the most in, like obviously the hair match. Like, I actually didn't want to watch. I do want to watch the hair match in Starcade '86. I think the show does a good job of advertising yeah. Starcade '86. It's just, I feel like the uh, the horseman angle is going to be the main event, if not at least the main the main feature. Right, so why would you not end with that? Well, I guess they want maybe they wanted to end with a match. And I Could guess end with the Anderson brothers. I don't know. Oh yeah, you're right. But shit. Okay, never 
Uh, something I do <laughs> want to say: lots of tag matches. I think nearly every match was. There's four or five matches. Oh, I can count one, two, three, four, four. So four out, uh, three out of the four matches yeah, were I mean, tag matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I think it's a good way to get everyone on the show. Yeah, definitely. You know, and then also like WCW was known for its tag teams at the time, so like it makes sense. And I, I mean, I like tag matches, so. It's a good change of pace. Just I think the only thing uh, I didn't enjoy, or rather, I think I would have changed about the show is just what you ended on. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it would have made more sense. Yeah. All right. I think we're about to wrap it up. Yeah. About wrapping it up. Uh, yeah. I feel like like the the fact that it is only thirty minutes and the pace is so like yeah, go, it's quick. Go, go. Yeah, like, that's the benefit of a short. Oh show, yeah, no, right? I actually really enjoyed it. You know, just. Going go quick. Like uh, sometimes I feel like you run the risk of like your segments or angles like don't get featured as much as I can because it's just so rapid fire. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I think they actually for the most part a lot of the angles were able to fe- be featured. Like you got the hair angle, opening tag match, and then uh horseman. Yeah. So I mean, hey, it's quick enough. If if you have any interest in like what wrestling was like back back in the eighties, uh, I, I think even it. if you're just like a general wrestling fan and you're over the age of ten. <laughs> I think you should watch this. Yeah, why not? And I, I think it does its job splendidly in the sense that it makes you want to watch Starcade 86. Like, I actually do legitimately want to watch Starcade 86 now. Yeah, why not? Because, uh, hey, it's, uh, it's, all, it's all on uh, Peacock. It's all on the couch, folks. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but hey, you know what we always say. We're not a weekly podcast, but we pretend to be. Later. See you.